the Royal Club Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is yours truly. I am the franchise better known as Chi coming to you. This is the Superstar Shake-Up Edition. I am covering all of the moves that took place with the WWE Superstar Shake-Up. Um, normally, I do have my partner. He is not here today. He will be here tomorrow. We will be doing another episode of this brand new Coming Straight to You podcast, Raw and Uncut. Like I said, I am the franchise better known as Chi. Ladies and gentlemen, Superstar Shake-Up is over. I am not the biggest fan of this. There is certain moves that took place that I'm not a big fan of. Ah, like let's let's just get into it. Let's just let's just get right into this. On Raw, the biggest move on Raw was Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Hands down. Kinda had a figure that feeling that they were going to do that. Um just because of the storyline purposes. You know, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are no longer with Raw. I mean, no longer with SmackDown. So it's only obvious that they would end up going to Raw. And it would have been Stephanie to pull the plug um, for that. Drew McIntyre coming over to Raw from NXT was a surprise. Not going to lie. Um, it is interesting, though. You have now Jinder Mahal, who also is on Raw. Drew McIntyre, and you have Heath Slater. So, 3MB is officially as a not as a unit, but the the three man band is on Raw. Um, pretty interesting to see what they're gonna do with that. I doubt they'll do anything. Fashion Files is there. Love them. They are hilarious. Can't wait to see what they're going to do. Kind of was interesting to see them interact with um, the bar. Other than that, other notables, Natalia's over there. Bobby Roode's over there. Chad Gable. Mike Kanellis, who hasn't been seen since Marie got pregnant. Um, you have... Absolution, not Absolution. Duh. You have the Riot Squad. Don't know why I said Absolution because Absolution is on SmackDown. We knew that was going to happen. So we have Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan. They're all on Raw now. Uh, Baron Corbin is on Raw. The Ascension's on Raw. Mojo Riley's on Raw. And so is Zack Ryder. Seth Rollins is not on SmackDown. He stayed on Raw. Finn Balor, who I'm going to get into a little bit later, is still on Raw. Now we go to SmackDown. SmackDown has Jeff Hardy, who actually has the United States title. He beat Jinder Mahal on Raw Monday. Kind of had a feeling that one of the mid-card titles would swap hands, um, swap brands. I knew that I had a feeling that Seth was going to actually go to SmackDown just because I felt as if they were going to 
they were going to swap titles. SmackDown was going to get the Intercontinental title again. Raw was going to get the United States title again. I felt like they was going to swap those again. Um, as I said earlier, Absolution, so Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville is over there. Paige is a general manager, so I'd love to see how they're going to interact with that. If Paige is going to show favoritism towards Absolution. Um, the biggest call for SmackDown is getting Samoa Joe. I'm ecstatic about Joe being on, on SmackDown. He cut an amazing promo yesterday talking about he was going to choke out all your favorites. He's choking out AJ Styles. He's putting Shinsuke to sleep. He's going to demolish Daniel Bryan. Great, great, great promo that he cut. Absolutely. Can't wait to see him back in action fully come the greatest Royal Rumble and Backlash, where he's facing Roman Reigns at Backlash. Um, Big Cass made his comeback. He debuted. He made his return, not debut, but he made his return back to SmackDown. Was previously on Raw, now he's on SmackDown. Nice, nice to see that he's picking the rival for the fight with D. Bry. It's going to be an interesting rivalry, I do say so. It's, it's David versus Goliath. We all know how that's going to go. Um, Asuka, pretty much we knew Asuka was going to stay on SmackDown with her challenging Charlotte for the title at Mania. Um, Gallows and Anderson, this is where the Finn Balor conversation is going to take place later on. Cesaro and Sheamus, the bars over there, um, R-Truth. And Small Joe, I said, was the biggest one. Miz is the second biggest one as far as the main card. Now, we had some people from NXT show up. Not show up, but they got called up. Um, Andrade Almas, he's up. So, you know, Selena Vegas with him. And Sanity, Eric Young, Alex Wolf, and Killian Dane. No Nikki Cross, but I have a feeling that they're going to keep Nikki Cross on NXT. They're going to push her in NXT, and then she's going to get called up. They did the same thing with Big Cass and Enzo when they came up to the to the main roster. Overall, that is the Superstar Shake-Up, ladies and gentlemen. Here's where I'm going to go off. I hope y'all ready, because... This is about to get ugly. So, when you first had the shakeup, you separated the club, AJ Styles, and the Good Brothers, Gallows Anderson. Then, you take... The WWE takes Finn Balor, Gallows Anderson... And bring them together. And they form the Baylor Club. Now, Baylor Club has already been established. Already been established. Everybody knows what the Baylor Club really is. It's the Bullet Club. And Corey Graves made reference to this on, on Raw. He said everybody is in the Bullet Club. Bullet Club's for everybody. He said it. 
Um, a lot of people went on Twitter and Facebook and just went ballistic with it. They couldn't believe that he said Bullet Club during a live show. Um, Corey Graves, he joked about it. He told Finn in a tweet, hey, listen, you got to stop having all these clubs. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> very, very, very love how Corey Graves just rolls with the punches with, with the mess ups that he does. Um, but everybody knows what this symbolized. You have four members of the club, of the Bullet Club, on the WWE main roster. NXT, you have Adam Cole. Yet, you have all this merch. Like, I have the OGBC shirt. I just got it a couple, like, I just got it last week. It came in last week. And... It's a great marketing strategy because OGBC can stand for Original Baylor Club, but everybody really knows that Original OGBC stands for Original Bullet Club. And Finn was the originator, the creator of the Bullet Club. And the next one was AJ. AJ was next up once Finn left New Japan. So now that you have most of the, you know, you have the core, you know, there is the, I forgot his name. I think it's, he's a Samoan. I forgot his name is really on the tip of my tongue. And it's, it's bothering me that I don't remember his name, but he was another original member of the Bullet Club. But you have Gallows, Anderson, AJ, Finn on your main roster. Why not bring them all together? Or at least, you know, you had these three before. You had AJ, Gallows, Anderson, the club. And then you had the Baylor club. And now you've separated the Baylor Club and brought the club back together. I personally wanted Finn on SmackDown. SmackDown is the quote unquote land of opportunity. You've seen that SmackDown has done more with the talent that they have than Raw does with theirs. Raw is a three hour show. I wish it goes back to two hours, but there's nothing we can do about it until their deal is up and hopefully they go to Fox and Fox is like, yo, we're chopping it two hours, two hours, two hours, and we're just going to have it all out. I wanted Finn to go to SmackDown, land of opportunity. I wanted Finn to also be a heel. I think that Finn Balor is the perfect ideal of being a heel. He has the look of being a heel. He's that He has that cocky look that makes you want to like knock him out because he's that cocky because he has that much of a cocky face and he just like he has that demeanor and when he was on in New Japan he kind of had a similar approach um when he used to come out to the ring he never 
touch the floor once he turned heel. He was always getting carried, you know. That's the Finn that I want to see. I want to see a heel Finn. And having Gallows and Anderson with him on SmackDown would be great for him. I think him being the Intercontinental, I mean, not him being Intercontinental Champion. I think him then going to face, like say he fought AJ. AJ was still a heat face. He's facing AJ. Now it's this rival. Finn gets one up on him. Finn's like, I'm the original leader of the club and then it's that whole entire thing and it's like Gallows and Anderson it's like yeah you were AJ you were a member of the club and you were the head but Finn is the innovator he's the creator he's the originator we're gonna roll with the originator not you in the discussion you are out the club great rivalry between these two Phenomenal rival match that they had, the impromptu match that they had when Bray Wyatt was ill. AJ and Finn tore the house down. I want that. That's what I want. I want Finn. I wanted Finn on SmackDown because I think that him being on Raw, he's just going to get not the opportunity and not pushed like he should, and everything's going to be given to like a Roman in my per in my opinion I think Smackdown won Raw is going to tank it's not going to be as good as Smackdown is last year Smackdown got the short end of the stick you know when it came to the shakeup last year this year, SmackDown regained that edge over Raw. And I think that's what they do. The first shakeup that they did, well, the first time they had the brand split, they had the, the, the draft, SmackDown dominated the ratings. Their ratings was better. Their show was better. Then once the shakeup happened, Raw regained a little bit of the ratings and gained a little bit of the story and the fan base back. SmackDown took a hit. Now it's reversed. I'm very surprised that Sasha didn't or Bailey didn't go to SmackDown. I really wanted to see one of them. But to see that Finn is going to be stuck in purgatory. To me, pisses me off. As a fan of Finn, he's my favorite wrestler on the main card right now. And it pisses me off that he is not getting the recognition that he deserves. He's one of your most over talents you have on the main roster. And you do not give this man the opportunity. He's came back from his injury, and not one time has he had a match, a one-on-one -on -one match, to regain his title that he never lost. And it's like people just, the creative team, Vince McMahon, I'm not going to say Triple H, because Triple H loves this dude. Triple H is an advocate for Finn, loves Finn. 
And if I'm trip, I'm looking at the situation like, what the hell do I have to do to make Finn the man? You know? I really hope that XFL's coming out 2020. I hope towards the end of this year, leading to next year, we start to see that Vince starts to really take pull away from the focus being strictly on WWE because he's solely focusing on XFL. You see that he did that with 205 Live. He gave 205 Live to Triple H. Since Triple H has taken over 205, 205 Live has been great. I am not, not going to lie. I love the, the atmosphere of 205 Live. It has a feel. It has that feel of the Cruiserweight Classic again. It's phenomenal. Love it. Triple H needs to take full control of all shows. You see how great NXT is. NXT through and through always phenomenal. Takeovers. Every takeover that they have when they go neck and neck, Saturday is takeover, Sunday is the main card pay-per-view. Takeover dominates the main card. Every takeover, Survivor Series, killed it. SummerSlam, killed it. Royal Rumble, killed it. WrestleMania, killed it. It's groundbreaking. It is a, what, two-hour show? They have a two-hour show takeover. It's a two-hour show, roughly. And their shows are better than the main card shows that literally is like four hours. They make great shows within two hours. I love NXT because I love how they basically make it about the story and raw talent. I cannot stress that to you anymore. The raw talent of NXT and you watch an NXT show, you will be blown away. My brother watched one. He wasn't. A, he didn't know anything really about NXT. I let him watch NXT Takeover, Philadelphia, the one before the Royal Rumble, and he was like, "Yo, this is like." It brought him back to the it. It brought him back to the Attitude Era of wrestling, the era that I that me I grew up on. I loved it. I loved Attitude Era because it was the storylines were so great. The characters, the talent, just like everything, the fans, everything. It was this raw, like, like just phenomenal, great. You just can't get better than the Attitude Era. And you see that in NXT. You see that there. That's what you see there. And when you look at some of the talent that came from NXT and they're in the main card now, it just, they butchered them. They butchered them. Sasha Banks and Bayley? <laughs> Let's, uh, Sasha Banks and Bayley had arguably one of the greatest matches in this generation, if not one of the greatest women's matches ever.
I'm not going to say women's matches. It's going to go. It's going to go down as one of the greatest matches ever. When when you want to watch a great story being told in the ring, Sasha Banks, Bailey, NXT Takeover, Brooklyn, SummerSlam. That one, epic. The next one, the second one, the thirty-minute Iron Woman match. Incredible. Another incredible match. You look at Sasha, not Sasha, you look at Bailey versus Asuka. And that's when Asuka won the title. Incredible. Okay. Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe for the NXT title. Incredible. Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens for the NXT title. Incredible. Samoa Joe versus Shinsuke. Incredible. Shinsuke versus Sami Zayn. Incredible. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Did they fight? I don't think so. But if they did, I know it was incredible. I just don't understand why they don't Treat the NXT talent like that. Like, I'm terrified for Velveteen Dream. If Vel when Velveteen Dream gets called up to the main card, I'm going to freak out because I just think that they're going to butcher him. I think they're going to do him so bad. And Aleister Black, too. Even though Vince's, quote-unquote, has high praise from Aleister Black, I just don't think that he's going to do right by Aleister Black. You know, I don't think that he's going to do right by a lot of people that are in NXT that Triple H has an eye for, you know. So, I'm just, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just confused as you are with a lot of the moves that they did with the shakeup. I wish that the shakeup was a little bit different. Um, I wish that things with wrestling was different. This is all I'm going to do for right now is I'm just going to give you this going on. I'm probably going to go on a little bit more. I want to do a half hour show. Um, I want to do talk about the greatest Royal Rumble pay-per-view that's special. Not a pay-per-view special that's coming on April 27th. Give you a rundown of the card. So far, the card looks like it's going to be... Uh, shit. It is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns in the cage match for the WWE title, the Universal title. You also will have Rusev versus Undertaker in a casket match. I don't. I don't fucking understand that much. Um, it was announced that AJ Styles will be defending his WWE title against Shinsuke in the rematch. Triple H will be taking on John Cena. Um, Jeff Hardy will be going against Jinder Mahal in a rematch for the United States title. We have the Raw Tag Team title match between Debar and Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. That's an interesting 
that's an interesting tag team, um, I do say so. Uh, we also have the ladder match for the Intercontinental title with Miz looking to reclaim his title going against Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and Seth Rollins. Um, so yeah, right now that's the card and we have the 50-man Royal Rumble with the winner getting nothing. I think the winner gets a damn trophy. What do you do? Hey. <laughs> you know, um, I will be doing a prediction show for that in the foreseeable future. Probably, we might even do it tomorrow. You know what? We might just, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do the prediction for this card tomorrow. The pay-per-view is on the 27th. It is 27th of April. The time, Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m., because um, it is in Saudi Arabia, so they are going to air it at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have for you tonight. Um, this was the solo edition of the Royal Wrestling Club podcast. This was my take on the Superstar Shakeup. My partner in crime, Saad, will be here tomorrow. We He will give his insight. I will chip in a few um, tidbits of what I felt about this one or that one or whatever the case may be. And then from there, we'll go on. We'll talk about the Royal Rumble, the greatest Royal Rumble, and anything else that's interesting that we need to, that we feel like I need to discuss. So once again, this is Chi, the franchise, coming to you. And catch you later. <laughs>